All right, well, this is the past with no answers, and I am here with a friend, an old friend. Haven't hung out with him in a while. Well, I guess we hung out like last week, but man, I, I'm I don't mean this like as a joke, but this like literally is. I think it's the first premarital counseling, marriage, and all that stuff that didn't work out. Like I. I seriously used to brag like I'm I'm awesome at my job. I do good premarital counseling. All of the co- you know like 24 weddings, they're all still together. But we were your first first one, right? No, I think maybe like third or fourth. So it was early so on. Still... So I probably messed y'all up okay. a little bit. I probably messed y'all. Yeah. I want to I want to talk about that a little bit more, but uh, we won't we won't do that right now. I do <laughs> I, I I was uh Priscilla and I were talking um, when I told her that you were coming over and, uh, it's, you have a knack for not trying to be funny and being hilarious. Really? Yes. Maybe it's just, do people I'm, tell you that? No, I, no. Maybe it's just cause I'm dumb. <laughs> like I, I remember, I seriously remember one time in premarital counseling, I think I set up some sort of scenario like, um, you know, if, if your if your wife was late and you missed a concert and you know, you're super frustrated because it was your favorite band and you know, how, how would you handle that and all that stuff? Like you were seriously like critically thinking like, well, I mean, was there an extra car? Could I have like gotten in the car and like gone or, you know, it, you start thinking of all the, I was like, that's not the point. I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out what would you do if you were angry? This is not critical thinking right now. You but don't the thing figure- is, is like, it, would I be angry? You know? Cause I mean, if I was in the car, then I'd probably be angry. If I wasn't in the car, then I probably wasn't angry. So. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> <coughs> so tell us, um, before we go into <coughs> marital relational stuff, oh, let me grab some of this cores real quick. <laughs> Before we do that, tell us a little bit about what 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 got in your head. Why'd you want to start a podcast? Like, honestly, are you a podcast listener? Like, do you listen I, to podcasts? Yes, I do. I've been actually. I remember I started my first podcast, um, and it was oh geez, it was maybe two thousand eight when podcasts really weren't cool. Yeah. And basically, what I was doing is I was just using it, streaming it to my MySpace page. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of just interviewing. I had a roommate. That was who I was friends with. Uh, that was in a big band. Oh gosh, what was he called? Um, I can't remember it now. But he was from Athens. Um, and I just, it was fun for me. It was just kind of an outlet to be yeah. creative, yeah. Uh, to kind of cut some stuff together and put you know things together. Now it's more of kind of like an an outlet. Like I don't see, you know, I should probably go to counseling or something like that, right? You know, um, but at least I'm like just kind of talking to someone. I feel like I am, right? You know. Uh, so I use it kind of more like therapy and I don't look at my viewers or views or subscribers yeah. and like that. I just, I really don't care. That's, you know, dude, I, I <laughs> wish I, I mean, it's like everybody that asks me about podcasting, I'm going to refer them to this episode and what you just said, because the question that I get the most is, Hey, how, what should I do to start a podcast? And then almost the next question is always, when, when will I be able to sell ads? And I'm like, listen, if you're going into this podcast with the goal of making money, if that is your goal for like supplemental income, just don't reasons. do it. Don't you're do doing it. it for the wrong like reasons. Like this, yeah. this podcast. So, so obviously, a lot of our listeners know about Bad Christian, and over the years, for some reason, a lot of people like listening to us, and we have been able to sell ads, and we have a BC Club that sustains us, and and you know, but this podcast, 
I do it because I like it. Yeah. I do it because yeah. I can call John Lauderhaus, my friend <laughs> that I'm sitting down with, and not ask Matt and Toby, hey, what do you think about talking to this guy? I can just do it. Right. I can play any I can play a song if I want to. I can talk about anything for 45 minutes and bore people to death if exactly. I want to. I can do what I want to do. And that's why I do this podcast. Yep. And, and I, that's why I do it cuz <laughs> I want to do what I want to do. Exactly. And I've been criticized like, you know, a couple of times from friends are like, "Hey man, like I love your stuff, but you just ramble." And I'm like, "Well, you know, that's just how it's going to be. I'm going right. to ramble for 15 minutes and then I'll finally get to the right. topic." Right. <laughs> so. Totally. Totally. So your podcast you're focusing on see if I got this right community, and maybe maybe do you have like an acronym or so it's, is it so alliteration? It's, yeah, so it's so it's CMW, yeah, uh, Community Music Weekly, and the thought behind all of it originally was um, there was this magazine uh, back in the day called CMW or yeah. CM CMJ uh, College Music Journal, and basically they had kind of like life. Uh, music and just a kind of you know college life and music all kind of like wrapped in one. Yeah. And so my thought of it is do 15 minutes of kind of life, um, and I want to do soccer. So I'm gonna do 30 minutes of soccer and then 30 minutes of of, of music. You know. Yeah. To kind of put it all together. Um, right now, I mean, I don't know. What I had my episode three was a little long, but I was yeah. with Robbie Madison and right. that, like just hanging out with that guy and talking with him. Yeah. It, just, it can go on for hours. I mean, hours. Yeah. I've literally been on the yeah. phone with him for like three hours. I think he's Jesus, by the way. Uh, I, I think I, so. You know what? At I least a prophet. He is, he's right? at least a prophet. This guy is amazing. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's, um, I don't know. It's with, with podcasting. I was listening to one of your podcasts and I, I, I got to ask you this. What, what happened? Were you on air recording and then a telemarketer actually called you? Oh, yes. Wow. That's, yep. That's exactly. And then you wild. called them back? Yes. And I called like. So uh, it was the greatest like that. That is like, seriously. So I get, uh, you know, a handful of people every now and then are like, hey, listen, check out my podcast and everything. And sometimes out of curiosity, I'm like, yeah, I'll check it out. And I mean, it's, I, I, this sounds so arrogant. It makes me sound like an asshole and everything. But bottom line is there's a lot of good podcasts out there. Right. And five minutes into something if i'm not into it i'm not into it and it has nothing to do with how big the podcast is that happens with gigantic podcasts and maybe i'm just dumb enough or i'm too stupid to understand what they're talking about but bottom line i'm not going to listen to any more than five minutes of something that's not interesting maybe not even more than a minute right so i'm listening to you and there's some investment in it because i know you and i also am kind of like well He's a friend, so I want to give it a real listen. Nice. But then it, I, I'm just like, well, this is classic John stuff, yeah. and it's funny. But then when you called that telemarketer back, I was like, can he do that? Like, is he going to get in trouble? <laughs> and this is hilarious. I mean, th- you even imitated what, like a, a, a different? Oh, like a, oh, I uh, did a, a cholo, like an LA <laughs> LA style cholo voice. Like, oh yeah. And he had no idea what was what would hit him. And he hung up he on had, you, he right? Hung up on me. That's so. hilarious. But I mean, I guess if if he if he calls you, then it's fair game. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, his numbers on my phone. You know. Now you can't prank call people. That would be the best podcast ever. Is prank calling people? But you know what? I probably should do that. I probably should do that. Yeah. <laughs> That'll probably be my next episode. All of it. Oh my gosh! And then you'll get shut down because it'll be a federal that, offense. Yep. <laughs> How you doing? Are you trying to interrupt the podcast? No. What What are you doing? Oh, you're hugging me. All right. Can you say hey to Mr. John? Hey, what's up? <laughs> this is Waylon. Hey. This is William. My goodness. Hey, buddy. Good I remember when you. one of you were in your mama's belly. Yeah, yeah. 
Hey, the pictures that we have on the wall of you inside of mom, he took them right here. Can you shut the door? All right, thanks. <laughs> thanks. So, like, seriously, if you plan on, like, I don't, I mean, I, I you can't do that, right? You can't prank call people. That's a federal offense, right? Like somebody it, listen, Well, I, I mean, if I'm calling, if it's a business, if, if I'm calling someone back, right? That's well, if be calling legal. someone back, yeah, that's got to yeah, be totally be legal. I mean, so you should, you should somehow figure out how to attract telemarketers to your cell phone. That's true. Oh my you know? gosh, dude! And then that's be, gold. and then and then just be like a modern jerky boys. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's- like let's. I literally uh, early on in our marriage, when I had time to do stupid stuff like this before we had kids, the telemarketers telemarketers would call, and I would literally. My goal would be, I want them to want to get off the phone with me. And so there's one time when I played like the the autistic route, and I told the guy, I was like, <laughs> I was like, do you watch movies? He's just like. Yes, sir. I said, right now I have all my movies spread out all over the floor, and I'm trying to figure out how to categorize them. Like, should I do action and adventure, or should I go by the actor? And I would not shut up. And there was like a couple times where he tried to interject and be like, hey, sir, 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 sir. And so finally they said, sir, I'm sorry. I've got to go. I was like, yes. So that was my goal. Every single Now I don't have time to do that. I could just man. picture I could just picture Jeremy just on the floor, like literally just doing it as he's <laughs> totally, on the phone. Totally. Like, with like everything I'm, spread out. Yeah, you know yeah, I, mean? I got to be in the role, man. I got to be in character. <laughs> yeah. For totally. sure, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, soccer, you're big into soccer. You're trying to get like actual soccer players, other soccer fanatics. Like, what, what's what's kind of Honestly, what, what, what do you see? You're like, obviously, goal, you've already established the fact that you're doing it because you want to do it, and that's great. So, what, what does John want it to be? I think the goal for it is really to build community. Um, because within the soccer community, it's actually really kind of a tight, not tight niche. You allow, like everybody allows in. Yeah. But I think the reason it is tight niche is because a lot of people just don't really understand. I don't know. It's so hard to explain. Um, soccer community is interesting. Basically, I would say, to be honest with you, maybe 80% are full-fledged alcoholics. Yeah. You know, functioning. Yeah. Functioning alcoholics. Soccer players, and alcoholics. The, and the, and the other 20% are probably just alcoholics that aren't really functioning. I'm talking about the supporters, not the players. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the players are super fit. Right. You know, like these guys, these guys. I was uh, like, I did not know that about them. soccer athletes. Um, <laughs> but there has been a couple. There, I was in Jacksonville maybe three years ago when the U.S. national men's team played. Uh, yeah. I can't remember. Panama. And uh, next thing I know, we're hanging out at the bar in Jacksonville Beach. And then here comes 20 of the U.S. players. So we're hanging out with like Kyle Beckerman, uh, Brad Gazan, uh, um, Bradley, and some of the other ones. And uh, they wouldn't let me. Like, I wanted to buy Jeff Cameron a beer. Yeah. But he wouldn't let me. Yeah. Because like, apparently we get in trouble. So. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Um, all right. So it's about building community. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. So I, I want to, first of all, people check out the podcast. I, I'd like to figure something out. Like maybe if you, um, if you want to air one of your podcasts on, on this channel, just so people can check it out or maybe we can, I'll tell you what, why don't, why I don't, I can, how about I build, what I could do is I could build like a best of or whatever. Perfect. Put and it we'll, all together. And we'll and play it at the end of this you. episode. We'll play okay. it at the end of this episode so people can. Well, that means I have to do work. Thanks a lot, Joey. Thanks there you a lot. Go. No, there I have you to go. work. Well, I've got I've got uh, such a bank of uh, of tape now, so you can do it in a couple months and we'll air oh, it. Oh, perfect. So, yeah, That'd be whenever great. you want to. Um, but all joking aside, I love you. I love your wife and uh, or your ex-wife, Soon. and so not yeah. not a not. Don't want to. 
be too joking about me failing you guys because obviously that's well that's you know you know what like when i when you asked me when you first time you found out you're like hey man is there anything i can do and i'm like no you've already done enough, done enough. you're good <laughs> thanks a lot <laughs> thanks a lot man could you not have warned us or whatever yeah, yeah. but i thought what was i thought you saw it i yeah. thought you saw that it was gonna fail right. like before it even started right. isn't that Where your job you, Where were you? yeah job? it is your job isn't joey that, yeah yeah totally <laughs> um i you said something that really was intriguing and it's the it's the second time that I've come I think or well, maybe third time recently that I've come face to face with wait a second there's more there's way more to the discussion when we talk about divorce like it's just it's just too easy for a Christian to say well it's against God's will so you don't do it and I get that but obviously I mean let, let's take the low-hanging fruit what about the woman whose husband, beats her every night like obviously get a divorce get out of that relationship exactly sort of thing yep. i mean so so it's not it can't be that cut and dry but you are an example of a marriage where there's not any sort of abuse or anything like that but what you said to me that was rather interesting is how you felt like the christian culture that you had surrounded yourself uh in kind of groomed you to be motivated to get married and potentially prematurely mm-hmm. and potentially to yeah. the wrong person. Yep. Yeah. I mean, what, what does that look like? So you're, you're dating someone that you obviously like, love, attracted to, want to be with, but then what? At some point you realize, oh, not so sure about this, but this is what I'm supposed to do, so let's do it. Yeah, well, I guess like, well, yeah, kind of pretty much, but I guess my story is like I, I moved, moved to Charleston, um, I guess in 07 or whatever, and I was with uh, my one of my best, my best friend now, um, we were roommates, uh, Dugan, he's a pat, he's a pastor, which is crazy. I never would have thought that. Yeah. I mean, him and I used to, you know, he probably doesn't like me talking about this, but him and I used to party right. a lot. And, right. uh, and then one day we we're like, man, we need to stop this and start going to church. And we, so we did, we, and then next thing I know, I'm in a, uh, like a summer retreat with this college ministry. And, um, I have not, you know, I kind of did the whole, like, I'm not going to date for a year until yeah. I get my crap together, you know. Date Jesus. Yeah, right? date Jesus. You know, I'm going <laughs> to be in love with Jesus for a year. Um, and I don't know if it lasted a full year. I think, honestly, it might have lasted six months. Yep. And um, I found a girl that was, you know, kind of, like, super into me and kind of persistent. Yeah. And so I remember... <laughs> We had, we had to break out the, at this retreat. This is when it all started. So we're at this retreat, and we had to do breakout day breakout groups, like some little small groups. And the one of the I guess the head pastor was like or of the church because we were at this mega church. Yeah. And the head pastor was doing his like he was he was a speaker, right? And um, he was talking about well, right now we're going to go in breakouts and we're going to give you know we're going to um, we're going to couple up and we're going to give testimonies. Um, and then who knows, you might find your future wife. Was Talk it said in joking or was it kind of like It was kind of time? like, it was kind of joking. I guess it's because that's how he found his mm-hmm. wife. Like he got stuck like in some kind of like, I don't know, like a ski thing or whatever, a lift yeah. broken and he had to give her his testimony and then all of a sudden now they're married. Yeah. Um, I mean, it doesn't, I don't know, whatever, you know, God works mysterious ways. Yeah. Um, and it's worked out great for them. Right. For sure. Uh, but so in my head already, I'm thinking, maybe I'm going to meet my future wife. Right. And so here's this girl that's super persistent, like super into me. And I'm like, God, is that my, is that my wife? Right. You know what I mean? Because I've already kind of got that in my head. And then, um, 
we started dating and still going to this college ministry. And even during the ministry, it was like, I swear, every single week, it was about relationships. I mean, I remember... Was it was, a relational series? Is that why? No. even Well, it probably was, but I mean, like, I wasn't... Even the whole year. Like, yeah. it was, you know, Oh, gotcha. Continuously. Gotcha. Yeah. You know? Um, how to find a boyfriend, you know, series of like, you know, that went on for like four months. And then how to find... A future wife, you know, and so this or, is a singles ministry. So this it's is almost singles, it's, it's almost like college ministry. It's almost like the they're they've got like relationships on a pedestal. Oh or, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And you know, it's in I don't know when to yeah I'm gonna say it. So like, it's almost now looking back on it, it's almost like I wonder how much money they made off of that. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. is this is this a product? You know what I mean? Like, are we? You know, is that what we're they're trying to sell? Are they sell in marriage, right? Um, because it just felt now looking on it was just pushed. It was just well, you know. I remember there was a, a speaker that was talking, and he was like, you know, if you guys, you need to man up, and if there's a girl that you like, you need to go ask her out, right? If you're dating right now. Men, you need to man up, and you need to ask them to marry. Right. Um, oh yeah, I used to listen to Mark Driscoll, and that was basically his thing: was just like, you know, get a wife, read your Bible, preach the word, sort of thing. I mean, yep. it was just like that's just what you do. You yeah. Know? And to to the point where, if you're single, you really need to draw close to the Lord, and you really need to just put Him first, and He'll be with you. Like it's some sort of a disease that you have right. that, that you need Jesus to carry you from one day to the next because man, everybody else is getting married, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which, and, and I think that, I think that there's, there's obviously good intentions. I mean, it's, it's like the people that are saying this, they think, Hey, that is good for you. And honestly, in many cases it was, but you, you felt like, so if you were not in this, I mean, so, so let me, let me kind of put you on the hot seat. Like if you are not in this environment, do you think that you would have decided not to marry who you marry? Or, or oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I probably I don't. Let's see if I'm not in an environment. Um, I probably would have got if I let's say that I was in the relationship. Yeah. Um, I would have gotten out of it. You yeah. know, um, for both of our benefit. What you know what I mean? I wouldn't. Right. Because uh, the we put each other through crap. So I'm not saying you know what I mean. It's not. Yeah. Um, it would, yeah, you would have been. It would have been for her benefit and mine. Right. Um. Just because uh, we just, I think we just, there was so much guilt, religious guilt, not, um, not more condemnation than conviction mm -hmm. that was coming mm -hmm. um, that made me stay. Yeah. It made well, both of us stay. Yeah. I think. And well, you think about it too. And it's like, I mean, this is, a, this is, it's crazy. As we talk about this, I, I really see this as such a complicated deal because on top of this, she's what, 20? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and you're I'm what an six man. years older than her. Ten. 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 So you're you're thirty. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, still, when I don't know about you, but I'm forty, and I still don't know stuff. Yeah. So I, it's I, just I'm like I'm still wondering now, like, why did her dad let this happen? Right. Right. Like, so it's it's, I mean? it's it's like, man, the the youth, especially of her, being in that environment. I mean, don't you think? Tack. I mean, at the very least, tacking on an extra five years in her life is going to give her. A little more of a thought process, you too. Yeah, I mean, five, five more years of life experience, and obviously, you guys maybe y'all could have worked out. I'm not. I'm not even saying that, but I, all I'm saying is maybe we do need to rethink the sort of environment that we're creating to where we're just like, no, this is the this is the path. Get married. Yeah. 
Yep. And it wasn't like, it, it's not that I, we weren't in love, you know? Right. Um, we were, it was basically more of like a, a roommate situation. And like, we had a lot of fun during our marriage. Like yeah. when we travel, so like that, like that was at our, at our best. Yeah. Uh, but we just, it, there was not an attraction for each other. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Do you, was there ever, well, let me put it this way, like going through the separation and eventual divorce and everything, what percentage of that time, if any, did you feel like, man, God's pretty upset. Like I'm, I'm really, honestly, I'm doing the wrong thing here. None, none. I hate to say it. Yeah. And I was like, and that was, I ran, you know, I ran to the church and like, that was kind of like, um, <laughs> that was kind of joked about like, well, when you have problems, that's what you do. You go to the church and start, right. you know, helping out and volunteering and stuff like that. And you kind of try to find that as your hide place. And I was like, no, it's not, that's not true. I mean, I came back from LA. I had no job. Um, and I kind of, you know, I had my best You guys friend. were both living in LA or yeah, we were, okay. we were both living in LA. Okay. Um, basically what happened is that their separation was like, uh, you're going to stay here and you're not going to come back to LA. And I was like, all right. And yeah. I was like, that's, that's it. But, uh, so I was talking to you, so anyways, I had Dugan, and he was like, well, I work um, at the church, man, and I, knew, I would love to have your help with the youth, yeah. and um, I just felt God wanted me there, and um, and it wasn't, I don't know, and I don't know where, I think I'm kind of losing track, but <clears throat> I feel that I, there was no guilt, no condemnation, and no shame, Yeah, um, and I was really in it like really into this like really praying really into the spirit really cleaning my spirit out as as i'm kind of going through this you know what i'm saying yeah i guess detoxing from the world and really spending all of my time basically in kind of prayer meditation right for the for six seven months right see that's 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 an important part of this story because I think a lot of people would assume, oh, well, since you got a divorce and since that's against God's will, you were running from God the whole time where it sounds like you I were was drawing closer to, to him. I was drawing closer and running to him. And honestly, yeah. it's a bunch of, it's, it's for me in my life, I, a lot of Zozo, yeah. you know, a lot of ups, a lot of downs. Yeah. And, you know, I, to be honest with you, yes, in LA, it was a lot, it was down. Yeah. Um, and then once, you know, I was, the separation was brought to me, I realized that, you know, I should probably, you know, maybe it's my fault. I don't know. Yeah. You know, um, I know that I needed not help, but like, I know that I, my relationship with God was not diminished a hundred percent, but definitely it wasn't really that close. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And you know, and I, I feel like, um, like I want to put myself out there by saying that the the point of this conversation uh, is definitely not, hey, I want to open the door for people to get out of hard marriages because if that was the approach that I took, my wife and I would be divorced because yeah. we've gone through some yep. very hard times. I, I'm not trying to make any sort of point other than you being able to tell your story and I think people's eyes being open to, oh, there's always a story behind a, a, a divorce. Right. You know, and it's not just this, oh, God told you not to and you did it, so you're rebels and you shouldn't have done that and now you're committing adultery next time you get married. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, well, actually, God probably told us not to get married and we did it anyways. Gosh. I mean, you know what I'm point. saying? Yeah. Um, and, I, and actually, I mean, this this is crazy because a, a pastor 
at the church that I work at that everybody knows is is Seacoast, and I won't say who this pastor is, but behind closed doors, we had a conversation about this, and 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 I and I thought it was this is an important caveat in the conversation. But he said, I wouldn't tell a couple this that are going through a hard time because my goal is to see their marriage succeed. Right. But he said, I truly believe that if God's word says what God brings together, let no man separate. He's like, do we really think that God brings all marriages together? Like, do we really think that every single marriage... And, and and honestly, I'm I'm the dummy that thinks there's almost like this magical potion. Well, but now you're married, so God did bring it together. So and it's this, like the fairy the fairy yeah, dust that comes down. Yeah, and, it's like oh okay now it's now you know and it's that really does have to give you some pause for thought. And it's like huh. So what do we do with a marriage that God didn't put together? You know, it's just yeah. again. Don't want listeners coming away thinking, "Oh, wow, that's cool. All right, now you're on a divorce kick." No, I don't like divorce. <laughs> I don't like hate divorce. divorce. I like marriage. I like yep. seeing couples make it. I'm sorry for you guys and all that, but man, let's just let's just don't be so quick to be so black and white. And uh, yeah, it's it's important. I mean, my my mother in law um, got got a divorce, and she's a wonderful woman. And if anyone just labeled her as a certain type of person because she got a divorce, it's just insane. I right. mean, there's real people. So, I mean, Joey, you married us, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. So, uh, but <laughs> but I mean, like you know, it it sucks. Like walking through, like when it first started happening, like I'm seeing people that I've known through for years through the college ministry, stuff like that. People that are actually now uh, staff, yeah, um, on at the church. Um, it's hard to walk into those doors and feel that I'm not being judged, you know, uh-huh. or that I'm not, you know, and it's not their fault. It's basically, it's the, you know, I, the, I don't know, I would say the spirit of Satan, yeah. you know, whatever, of depression or whatever, this, just this voice, it's like, you know, like you messed up, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So do you, you do feel like people are judging you? Yeah, I feel that, I feel that more than I feel guilty about it. Yeah. You know, um, I feel that it is for, it was for the best for both of us. Um, almost kind of a release. Um, I know that, I mean, our, it was super cordial. It wasn't, you know, the whole thing has been really, really good. I know that we'll probably stay friends, um, until we die. You know, I still care about her. Um, and I know she cares about me. We keep in touch, you know, and it's just, it just on an intimate, intimate portion, I guess, or of, a, of what mar- makes a marriage work, you know, it wasn't just that. It was just, I don't know. We were just better off friends yeah. than we should have been married. Yeah. I mean, even. Sorry, dude. No. Sorry, yeah. I didn't see that. Was, yeah. And I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't. I'm so surprised you didn't. Even even one of my friends, like, I think I was leaving. We were, oh my gosh. All right. So we were leaving the rehearsal dinner. And like, I think I snapped at like one of my buddies that was in the back of the car and he's like, oh, well, he's just pissed off because he's having to marry somebody he hates. And I was like, what? Like said that about me? Huh? No, no, no. Said that. No, he said that about me. Oh, I was like, what in the world? Yeah, no. So I, so he was in, we're in the car leaving the rehearsal dinner and I snapped at him and he's like, oh, he's just pissed off because um, he has to get married to somebody he dates. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Goodness gracious! All right, well, uh, tell people one more time what your podcast is, and actually, we'll we'll just play some of it here. Yeah, okay. Here. It's it's CMW Community Music Weekly. Uh, it's live soccer music. Uh, basically, it's trying to I don't know what I'm doing with it. Really, yeah. maybe just kind of 
We'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Um, a little bit of life, a little bit of soccer, and a little bit of music. It might be all life. It might be all soccer. It might be all music. But there you go. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, John Lauderhaus. This is an Indie Sunday podcast. Follow Indie Sunday at I-N-D-I-E-S-U-N-D-A-Y on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat. Contact Indie Sunday for all your creative needs, from design to marketing. And this is the start of a disaster. This phone call. Hold on. Let's do this. I have a call. Let's see what this call is. Second podcast. It's one of those salesperson's calls. Let's see. Hola. Hello? Oh, yeah? Oh. Let's accept it. Hey, what's up, man? Hello? Hi. Um, hey, can I... Hi. Hello? Hello? Um, may I please speak with... Can you hear me? Yes, I can totally hear you. Can you hear me? This yeah, guy's so I'm confused. I'm not sure what happened there. Is this false? So confused. Oh, yes, it totally is, man. What's going on? He has no... I'm sorry, Mr. Your voice... No idea what's happening. Oh, no worries, man. i uh just curious of what, what you're doing right now. And then... Hello? And then he just... Yeah, what are you doing? And then he just realizes, I guess... Hello? I knew you can hear me. The best way to get out of it Hello? is to pretend yeah? that I can't what are hear you, doing, you man? that I might be losing reception. It's the oldest play in the book. You want to you wanna get and together later on tonight? What is it? You, hey, you want to get together later on tonight and have a drink? Fuck it. I will tell you. Oh, he totally right. hung up on me. So he hangs up on me. Anyways. All right. So we got soccer on this podcast. This is the soccer portion of the podcast. Right now, this interview is with Ray Hawkins and Eric Smith. We're kind of talking a little bit about USL, MLS, uh, USA soccer, a bunch of other little things kind of hitting branch. The main purpose of it is really to kind of like, what do soccer supporters talk about after the match or like during the match or before in between as we're drinking? So um, I'm going to wear, I'm going to warn you, there's a little bit of cussing in here, but that's just the way I guess life is. I don't know. It's the way it is. So uh, you gotta listen to this clip. It's so stupid. So, uh, we have what? MLS 70 weekend starts Sunday. Great MLS starts. I got, I, I can't, I have to talk about this. I have to talk about this just because I live in LA. Um, and I love LA. But, fuck. Yeah, I, I spent my birthday out there in LA. <laughs> Wait. Can we talk about that real no, quick? No, we're not talking yes, about that. Yes, yes. No, no, why not? not? Can we please talk about that? No, we're not. We, we have a lot to cover this podcast. Oh, we're going to talk about my fucking birthday week in LA, okay? Go fuck yourself. So, real quick, uh, Eric came out to LA Jesus for his birthday Christ. weekend. and uh, You're an asshole. Real quick, we just, hey, I, we showed him a good time. Right? You, you, you think? Did you have a good time? Yes, I did. And? I had a very good time. And, wait, hold on. <laughs> We actually got him tickets too for uh, Liverpool. Liverpool, Chelsea. First the, Chelsea. Uh, was it at the yeah. Rose Bowl? What, what, what at the Rose it? Bowl. The, I, what's it, the ICC? The International Challenge Cup. And uh, so at the, at the Rose Bowl. So at the Rose Bowl, I'm up front. I'm just 
and he was kind of, he was, he was up like maybe 20, 30, maybe 50 rows up, crying, bitching about the heat. Or what the fuck you're crying? 15 rows behind you, you fucking asshole. <laughs> what a dick. You were up there crying. I saw you. I saw you. What are you talking? I was, I was standing by your ex-wife. <laughs> crying. And so, I got text. So crying. Yeah. So crying then. He was bitching. He was bitching up there. I was not bitching. Of course bitching. you were up there. I had a good time. Did you? I really? had a good time with you Liverpool fucks. Take you so you're so Portsman, which is crazy. Yeah. That was just because you played FIFA. So no, uh, no, I've got no. I, we've gotta talk about Alright. I, I, that's that's it. So you got to check it out. Check it out, man. We just sit around and talk, and we're gonna have some interviews and stuff with some other soccer players. But now, this is the portion of music. This is a you're about to hear a interview with Bragazon, um, and then after we have some stuff that's coming up next month uh, with a live show with Philip Phillips. Now, this is CMW Music. I'm Kurt Loder with an MTV News special report. Police say controversial rock star Tupac Shakur was entering the street of the lobby of an eight-floor reporter studio near New York Times Square after midnight. So, hey, I'm with uh, Bragazon right now, and just gonna ask you real quick, like, so what's the first like music or like uh, band or whatever that you ever got into when you were little? Uh, to be honest, I, I never got into any any one specific band or, or anything. Um, I'm just a kind of universal guy. I enjoy this in all types of music. So is there any kind of music that when like, you get onto the pitch that kind of pumps you up or gets you excited? Or No, I mean, like I said, I've, it just depends what I'm feeling on, on certain days. Uh, there's nothing in particular. Uh, obviously something a, a little bit more upbeat than, than downbeat, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm easy. So. so what about like uh, when you're at USC... Is there any local bands or any like? Did you, you weren't there when Hootie was there, of course. But <laughs> nah, um, uh, um, yeah, um, yeah, no. Nah, you, so you're still Gamecock. I was only there for 18 months. So, yeah, so anyways, that was a horrible interview with Bragazon. Um, this is what we got coming up. We got Philip Phillips that played live little acoustic set set up. Um, I'm going to show you. I guess just kind of drop in a little bit of clip of. Uh, uh, Philip Phillips, uh, he won American Idol, uh, did some other stuff. Uh, you know, he came out that song "Home" or whatever. Do uh, you probably heard his song in tons of commercials, uh, like the Ford Escape commercial? Um, but anyways, uh, Philip Phillips, and then that's it. This is CMW music. Basically, it's just live soccer music. And uh, I mean, if you want to subscribe, that'd be great. If you want to show your friends, great. Just tune in. I mean, you never know what's going to happen because we have no plan, no plan. There's no script. Well. Just guidelines, but no script. So anyways, cool. So, um, yeah. Thank you for everything, I guess. I don't know. Take it easy. This is a new song. got a new album out. It's called Collateral. If you haven't checked it out. All right, so make sure you check it out, man. We got tons of stuff. We got tons of stuff. We got music for Phil Phillips. We had stuff from Bragazon, which is a horrible, horrible, horrible interview. It was the worst ever. Um... We have got soccer, tons of soccer, which is MLS, not, you know, not just MLS, we got USL. Uh, we have the US soccer, if you like soccer. If you just want to hear a bunch of drunk guys talk about soccer and life and other stupid stories, or it doesn't matter, I don't know, come hang out. Let's go. The car's warmed up and ready to go, so let's make like a big bad wolf and go. I want to take you out, show you the town, I want to paint it all red and then tear it all down. Come out, Katie. Come out, Katie. Come out, Katie. Come out, Katie. 
sunshine and my new suit on, so let's head on out and get real drunk.